Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. supposed to rain today. I had checked the weather for this week. <laughs> but lo and behold, surprise, surprise, it was pouring here. And uh, I love it. So thank you, God, for the rain. It is a blessing here in Israel. All right, today we're going to be talking about some other important things, not just the weather. Yes, the weather is important. Pandemic, an update on the pandemic. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, Iran and its threat and economics, how it's going to affect you and me, or how it most likely will affect you and I. And I want to tell you all also, I'm very, very excited because Israel News Talk Radio is now branching into videos. We are doing video interviews now. I'm going to see about maybe playing them on the radio as well. And you can also be in our live audience So this show is going to be, it's brand new. It's going to start airing on Tuesday, 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Israel Time, in a Zoom room, live, and then it's going to go up on podcast afterwards. So join us. If you want to be in on the live audience where you can ask the the guest questions as well, then send me an email, Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And I will send you the Zoom link to sign up so you can get notifications and come to the show whenever you want. And it's all free, as usual, here in Israel News Talk Radio. All free. So, again, write me, Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. I will send you a link to the Zoom room where you can register for free. And you can join us and be part of our live audience at 5 p.m. Israel time, 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern time, every Tuesday. Very exciting. Come for our first one. It's going to be a doozer of an interview. And I'm really excited about it. Hi to everybody who's listening and from all over the world, from all over the United States, Israel, Algeria, Canada, Poland, the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, Colombia, Germany, Algeria, etc., etc. It's so nice to see you all here. Remember, email me to get that Zoom link, and you can see us interviewing our guests and be part of the audience. We'll be right back. Hello, I am Walter Bingham. If you want to hear the news behind the news and the true perspective on world affairs, then the Walter Bingham File is the program for you. We bring you interviews with the movers and shakers, political commentaries, and on-the-spot reports of events as they happen. All here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Israel Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's all archived on our website. Make it a date. at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we're going to be talking about the pandemic update. 
Iran and its threat, economics, etc., how it may affect us. And our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. Where would you like to start? Well, let me just give a, a, a few little um, statements of some facts that people might not be, might not have in front of their faces at the moment. Uh, the first COVID, confirmed case of COVID in the United States was on 8th of January in 2020. It was in the state of Washington, the, uh, Washington, um, the state of Washington. Um, if we compare America today with America in 2019, Americans are significantly poorer, significantly more isolated, significantly, very significantly more obese and with greater hypertension, more physically unhealthy. They have, the, uh, relate, the rates of depression have skyrocketed. In other words, America is significantly sadder. Church attendance, on the other hand, has dropped by half. Cancer deaths and higher and diabetes have risen precipitously. It's interesting that cancer deaths have risen because of COVID. We'll talk about that if we have some, if we have some time towards the end here. I'll just say that um, it's believed by some doctors that the rise in cancer is due to the vaccine. It has to be proven, but that is the suspicion of some doctors that I've spoken to. Go ahead. Okay, that that, but that's a theory. We don't know that. There are things that we do know, and I can, I can, maybe we should talk about it now. Um, what we do know is that because of COVID, people who are uh, uh, who have already been diagnosed with cancer are not getting, have not been getting treatment, and people who have are pre-diagnosis uh, 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 are not being diagnosed. So this we know. This we know for a fact. Mm -hmm. This is not. Theory or, or or surmise. Now, if if these doctors that you're quoting are correct or not, that's that's a separate issue. They they certainly could be correct. I, I'm not commenting upon that, but um, uh, we do know that healthcare in general is significantly poorer than it has been in 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 decades. Uh, there are more strokes. There are more suicides. There's a greater rate of drug and, and alcohol abuse. And of course, what we've what we've spoken of in the past on something that's fascinating to me, at least, uh, in terms of demography, um, far far fewer children are being born than previous to the to the pandemic. Hmm. Sorry, did you say something? I said, hmm. One would think staying oh. home there might be a baby boom generation yes if you remember we, we did talk about that at the very beginning i think it was in april of 2020 and i predicted that there would be such a thing and i was wrong um uh, it, it's very logical to assume that people being home you would have more babies what has actually happened is that people being home cause much fewer babies to be born and no one has been able to give a convincing reason of why I, I can give a shot in the dark guess. I don't know if it's right or wrong, so everybody take it as, you know, with 10,000 grains of salt. But there's been, I hear from doctors, 
that there has been a sharp rise in miscarriages uh, with women who have been vaccinated with the experimental vaccine. And I don't know, could that be adding to why less babies are born because many of them are not getting to that stage where they're able to be born? I don't know. I don't have the numbers for that. Um, uh, I would guess that that's probably not because the if the numbers of miscarriages were that large, I would hope that we would be seeing some statistics. But we're not. We haven't seen anything like that. So I can't really comment on that other than saying that uh, 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 there are many other possible reasons. Um, uh, a, a, an economist and demographer that I admire very much, David Goldman from New York, um, has stated more than once that the rate of, uh, of, of births, the, the demographic um, uh, um, of fundamentals, is more than anything else a, a factor of uh, um, uh, 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 how, how, um, how uh, uh, optimistic people are about their society. And if people are generally pessimistic, they don't have babies. I've heard that as well. That's right. Okay. And, and I'm certain that he's correct about that because he's shown amazing data to support that, that supposition. Amazing. And this is over many, uh, over several decades he's shown it. So uh, uh, it's clear that with all these other things that I've mentioned, poor, more isolated, more obese, hypertension, uh, 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 church attendance being down, sadder in general, uh, more suicides, drug and alcohol uh, abuse, etc. All of these things would naturally um, tend to inhibit um, uh, uh, the rates of pregnancies, and even, and for women who get pregnant, this would and tend to enhance. I'm not certain if that's a polite word. I'm sorry. Uh, enhance miscarriages and things like that. Um, so, so the question of 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 optimism, I think, is a is a very strong issue here, um, but I, I'm, the, I'm not a psychologist, so it's hard for me to say. This is data that I've seen, but I can't really comment on it. Okay. Well, one of the things that we do know is there's a study from Brown University, which has recently been published, which claims that children born during COVID, in other words, for the last two years, have significantly reduced verbal, motor, and overall cognitive performance compared to children born pre-pandemic. That is frightening. Why is that? Well, that means that the future generation is going to be a lot dumber than the, pre than the previous generation. Yes, but why? why? Why did they say that is? What was the cause, they believe? They did not give a cause. All they, all they said was that this is the result of a study. Okay. Words, this, is a, this is a fact which they can show to be correct, but I do not believe that any cause was given. All right. Now, all of these things together, the, 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 the problem with, uh, with newborn children, the problem with fewer births, and all of these diseases that I've spoken about, uh, such as uh, uh, cancer, diabetes, stroke, suicides, uh, 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 substance abuse, etc., this, of course, is an enormous health crisis. And as a matter of fact, this is probably a more significant health crisis than COVID itself because this is multi-generational. In other words, we're causing, we're causing problems that will take generations to solve and to, and to, and to fix these, these issues. Lockdowns, and again, we have studies to show this conclusively. Lockdowns 
for the prevention of COVID have been an unmitigated disaster in every uh, 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 um, uh, concept of public health. But and that I depends that what up. your goals are. Uh, if your goals are what some people say, and I don't know, but you know, some people say that they want to see a reduction in world population, then this, the lockdowns are working fantastically. Well, that, 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 that is true, if that's, if that's, if that's your supposition. Uh, um, I agree with you that there are some high-powered people that, that, that have declared that to be, declared publicly, for that to be their objective. Um, uh, people like uh, the, 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 the so-called royal house of, 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 of England, they've said that several times, that the, the, the world is overpopulated. Um, uh, I think that's basically utter evil. Um, I don't particularly like this family. Uh, I think this family is a is a, a disgrace for humanity. But okay, that's that's an opinion. Um, but we do need to look at facts first of all, more than anything else. More vaccines, even if they actually worked as advertised, will not help any of these issues. In the United States alone, more than eighty-two percent of the entire adult population has been vaccinated. More than 232 million Americans have been vaccinated. Hmm. But Blaming not, things as, fully, the, as, the, as the Biden maladministration is trying to do on the so-called unvaccinated is simply disingenuous. But are you talking about fully vaccinated or just one vaccination? <laughs> Why is that funny? I, I, first of all, I don't think anybody really has a, has a definition of what either of those things actually mean. Um, Fully vaccination is a is a uh, the, the, uh, as presently um, described by the CDC is a fluid concept which tends to change over time. So I, I, I can't really comment to that. What I can comment, and I'll close with this in this session, is in 2020 there were 362,000 COVID attributed deaths. In 2021, 414,000 COVID deaths which means the vaccination simply doesn't work. And yet they, they, the Biden and other heads of states around the world want to, want to make this mandatory on people. I'm Absolutely. To figure that one out. Oh, that's not hard to figure out. I mean, you know, as, as, the, as the old uh, uh, proverb says, follow the money. But the state has to buy these from Pfizer, from Moderna, from these drug companies. Yes, but buying them means that you're spending other people's money. It's not. It's not the Biden family money. It's the Smith and the and 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 the and the uh, uh, Joe Schmo family money. It's not the Biden family money. It's not the Clinton family money. It's All not right. the Kennedy family money. We gotta take a break, everybody. We're gonna be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hi everyone, this is Andrea Simento from Jerusalem inviting you to drop everything and join me on my show, Pull Up a Chair. We'll visit this week's quirky stories, meet fabulous guests, and discover my Israel. Together we'll laugh, shout, and explain the topics that make us say, hey, we've got to talk about that. 
So get comfortable and pull up a chair with me, Andrea Simintov, every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. show on israelnewstalkradio.com and we were talking about the pandemic and giving some updates on statistics and other interesting things that are developing during the lockdowns or because of the lockdowns and now we're going to switch our uh, vision or our focus I should say over to another threat and that is Iran. Iran is not only threatening Israel but it's a threat to the big Satan they call America. America. Israel is just a little Satan. The big Satan is America. And they, as they yell death to Israel, right afterwards they chant death to America. As they're burning the Israeli flag and stomping on it, they're burning the American flag and stomping on it. So this is uh, America represents the Western world as well and freedom and uh, non-Muslim world. And this is where they have their sites. So uh, where is Iran today? Is it a threat? Is it not a threat? Here to tell us more is our guest, as we introduced him before, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. One minor correction, if I may, uh, Tamar. The uh, death to America always comes before death to Israel in their chanting. And okay. that's very significant. That's not trivial. That's not just simply transposition here. Um, because the you, you put your primary objectives before your secondary objectives. Death to America is the same thing as was chanted in principle uh, a thousand years ago, death to Rome. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about the total demise of what is today called Western civilization. That is their objective. They've never hidden it. They've made it very clear, very plain since forever. Okay, but let's get on to some of the some of the issues here that we're talking about. Okay, as everyone probably knows, the 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 the, the Biden and his team um, claimed since before they were the, the election in 2020 that one of their primary objectives, perhaps the primary objective in terms of foreign policy, would be to re-enter the so-called JCPOA, the the uh, Iran nuclear deal. And uh, 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 they began to facilitate this objective uh, as soon as they were elected, as soon as they were, I shouldn't say as soon as they were elected, but as soon as they were in office. Remember, there's a month between the month and a half between being elected and being in office, so I correct myself. Um, And they began by uh, initiating uh, some rounds of uh, negotiations. Um, And of course, being um, uh, totally incompetent, as they've shown themselves to be so many times, they began everything by allowing Iran to isolate them. Here it is, they, 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 they want to basically do Iran a favor and get the, the, the JCPOA back into, into play here. And the first thing Iran does, because the Iranians are, are superb experts at, at, at negotiations and Americans are uh, 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 kindergarten children at negotiations, um, as Iran said, oh, we don't want to talk to you. You want to talk to us? Great. You can talk to us through others. We don't want to talk to you directly. 
And the Americans were stupid enough to believe that and to agree to that. And that's what's been going on now. This is now the seventh round of negotiations. People need to be aware of something very, very um, uh, poignant and clear. Um, just a couple of days ago, I think two or three days ago, um, the, 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 the American Secretary of State, Blinken, announced he was freezing this round of negotiations because the Iranians weren't serious. But under the table, hidden from view, he was giving them very significant sanctions relief at the same time. In other words, the best thing one can say about Blinken and the, 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 the Biden maladministration is that they are hypocrites and liars. That's the best thing you can say. I can say about things that are a lot worse than that. Well, you know, but wherever Iranian issue is concerned, at the very best, they're simply hypocrites. You know, this reminds me of when the other Democrat president, Jimmy Carter, was in office, and you would think that they would want to keep the Shah, who was Western friendly, in power, and instead they abandoned him and and let the Khomeini take over, and um. And when, when the Shah ran to America for asylum, they, they wouldn't even let him stay there. Oh, it's actually much worse than that. You're absolutely, factually, you're absolutely correct, of course, but, but it's actually much worse than that. They, they were actively engage, engaging with and aiding Khomeini in the, in the so-called um, um, uh, Shiite revolution. This was not passive. It was, so it was actually worse than that. Um, uh, when the Shah was ill... And was uh, uh, basically uh, dying of cancer. Uh, the Americans didn't really give him any aid whatsoever, um, and, and they allowed basically allowed him to die. So, what um, one would wonder: Why is the United States helping a regime or enabling a regime to take power that is anti-Western and not supporting the the man in power who was friendly towards the West? Well, first of all, he was more than friendly. He was a strong ally of the West in every um, uh, uh, and everything that the West was doing. He was a strong and efficient ally. He was also not a nice person. We can all agree to that. He was not a nice person. He was uh, very bad in terms of human rights and things like that. And I, I can I, I can certainly sympathize with the people who criticize him for that. Um, but certainly, America doesn't have any compunctions about aiding people who are bad in civil rights, and they've, they've done that throughout their history. That's not a problem with them, except when it's inconvenient. Um, why do they do that? Well, I'm going to be a little bit not nice to you and a little bit nice to America in this case and say that I don't think it's America that was guilty of that action, but the Democratic Party. Because I think we've seen consistency here over the last, I don't know, at least 50, 60 years that the Democrats went in power, did these kinds of things, but the Republicans did not. Mm -hmm. Okay, So good. it's not really an American thing. It's a party thing. Okay. Um, and again, you, you, you re there's really no way to comfortably, comfortably or politely discuss the idea of Blinken making public statements that are totally at odds with what he's doing under the table. There's, there's no polite way of talking about that. Uh, a lot of other things are happening with Iran. Man. Some, uh, most of them we can't really go into right now because we, don't, we just won't have time. 
but people should be aware that uh, uh, as part of the so-called negotiations that they're doing with Iran, Iran has significantly increased their um, uh, uh, obstruction to any types of, uh, of, of, of inspections or testing. They have significantly uh, increased their aberrations of the, of the uh, JCPOA. Um, uh, 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 they have now a, a, a much higher quantity of highly enriched uranium than they ever had before. And they have recently an, uh, uh, enhanced that ability by, uh, by installing uh, another thousand centrifuges of the latest type, the so-called IR6, which can uh, um, uh, um, uh, 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 more speedily enrich the, the, the uranium even more, both from 60 on up, and the initial uh, and the initial uh, um, uh, enrichment. People should be aware there's a technical issue here. Enriching from uh, a very low percentage to four percent is much harder than enriching from four to twenty percent, and that's much harder than enriching from twenty percent to sixty percent. So as you get richer, the enriching process becomes simpler, becomes easier, becomes more 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 rapid. That's just physics. So they, 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 they've enhanced their abilities, they've, they've uh, speeded up the processes, and they are, to use an Americanism, they are publicly and clearly thumbing them no, their noses at the United States. And basically, pardon me for using impolite language, they're farting in your face. Bleep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what um, I mean, if they're getting closer now to to obtaining nuclear weapons, and they they're threat they they're threatening the United States, and they have been for years, do you see them making good on their threats? Well, that's a very complex question. Will they can can they make good on their threats by themselves? No, they would need the aid of other countries such as China. Uh, perhaps Venezuela and uh, North Korea, uh, perhaps Cuba. Um, but it's not hard to imagine a situation where these countries would get together to decide to attack the United States. And remember, we need to be aware of this. For the last um, uh, 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 decade at least, the American government and certainly Congress has been very aware that the greatest physical vulnerability that the United States has is to so-called EMP weapons, weapons that don't destroy the United States, just kill many tens of millions of people. With a, uh, an electromagnetic pulse, um, uh, 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 basically a, a large atomic weapon blown up at a very high, at a, at a, uh, at a, gra at a great height, so that the uh, electrical systems fail and electronics fail, and um, according fail. to the Congressional Commission, not Mordechai, the Congressional Commission of the United States Congress, this will cause as much as uh, as 290 million American deaths. Wow. Can they do that physically? Yes. All right. So we're going to a break now. It's very uh, upsetting to hear about these things. Again, uh, if there is an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse uh, 
a bomb that goes up over the, the atmosphere of the United States, the sky of the United States. It would take out the electricity. It would take out your computers, your internet, etc. Basically, almost like back in the Stone Age, we're right back in the day. Are you interested in transforming your life, drawing closer to the Creator, and uncovering the deeper meanings and hidden treasures in the Hebrew Bible? Then join me, Rav Yitzhak Michelson, and me, William Hall, on the Science of Kabbalah, where we are seeking to narrow the gap between what we understand of our physical and spiritual worlds. So make sure to tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Israel Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Israel News Talk Radio. folks it's the last night of Hanukkah this is a live show if you're listening on Sunday evening Israel time or if it's on Sunday morning uh, 9 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern time that means we are live our guest today is uh, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem and we are talking about the pandemic update Iran and now we're going to be going on to economics everyone's always interested in the finances because it affects you and I prices get higher uh, will we be going to a cashless society? By the way, I want to remind all of our listeners, again, if you're listening in, we are branching out into doing videos. And this Tuesday at 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time or 5 p.m. Israel Time, I'm going to be doing a live interview on video. If you want to join us as a live audience uh, participant, and you can ask questions as well, uh, write me, Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And I will send you the link to join us on Zoom. And then you can watch us, not just listen, but watch us as well, my guest and I. And I'm going to be bringing up the possible plans that governments around the world are looking to possibly do. And that is bring us to a cashless society. It's always going to be digital money from now on. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about that. So remember, write me, Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, DigitalNewsTalkRadio.com, and I will send you the Zoom link. All right. Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, economics. Oh, yes. Isn't it? The, the, the gray science, as it's, a, as it's always been called. Um, a lot of things are going on around the world. The most important thing that's going on around the world is the um, uh, the issue of inflation. And if we go around the world looking at almost every major country that really matters in terms of economics today, um, they're all doing the wrong thing. The worst thing you can do in terms of in terms of inflation is increase money supply. Again, what is the definition of inflation? Too much money chasing too few goods. That's the basic definition. So if you have a situation of inflation, and you increase the money supply, you are strengthening inflation. That's exactly what the Federal uh, Reserve Bank of America is doing. That's exactly what the European uh, Reserve Bank is doing. That's exactly what the Bank of England is doing, and et cetera, and et cetera, and et cetera. In other words, they're all doing exactly the wrong thing. That's very strange. Again, maybe they're not doing exactly the wrong thing. Maybe they're doing exactly what they want to do because they want to destroy the dollar and bring us to a cashless society. <laughs> and, well, it has nothing to do with cash. Well, uh, you, you, you break your, your, your dollar, you go is, to digital is, currency. Is poignant. 
But it's not a question of cash because if you devalue your currency, if that currency is electronic or physical banknotes or coins, it doesn't really make a difference. Right, but you would you would you would you could do away with national currencies and go to a one world currency or a continental currency or however it is that you want to do that. It's much easier when you destroy the value of that currency. So maybe no, that's not what really. they want to do, I'm saying. No, not 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 really. It wouldn't work that way. You cannot be in a situation the world does not have the ability to be in a situation of one currency. The, the, the basic conditions don't exist for that. We've seen, for instance, that in Europe, where they, just in Europe, which is a, 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 a very small portion of, of world economy, and they tried to go to the euro, the euro uh, 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 in, in 1999, and it still doesn't work well. It's still not, not functioning reasonably well. But couldn't that be because the other currencies are functioning? As long as it's working, it's going to be hard to get countries on board. But, but when it's not working, then that's a different story. No, I don't think it works that way. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a reasonable question. I think the, the issue of uh, uh, currency competition, no matter what is done, is going to be poignant, whatever you do. There is no way, no way in the world that China and Japan are going to agree to, agree to work on the same currency. Not for the next several hundred years. Okay, but as I said, it doesn't have to be, it could be a one-world currency, it could be a regional currency, but it doesn't have to be a national currency because my understanding of the globalists, people who believe in a, glo a global world, uh, despise nation-states, and they want to, and that's why America is under attack all the time because America is very patriotic and they have to destroy that. But we can that, move that on. Go ahead. Correct. Maybe it's for another show. That, that comment is clearly correct, but it's not. It does one doesn't necessarily lead to the, to the next. Okay. They're not necessarily connected to two issues. Um, a, 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 a one world currency or a small handful of currencies, um, the the world is very far from being able to implement something like that. The the competition between areas, between regions, between countries. Is still much, much too strong for that to happen. Uh, in theory, I could see something like that occurring if there was some sort of competition um, uh, uh, from outside the planet. If we came across another civilization somehow that competed with us, that could cause something like that to, to occur. It, there's no way it can, it can occur today. The competitiveness is too strong a process. Remember, economics is all about processes. And about human processes. <coughs> so as long as, as long as humans remain humans and these processes occur, and they, they certainly do, there, there's no way to get from this point to that point uh, in any foreseeable future that, uh, with any of the tools that we have today. Now, can, can, can we go towards digital currencies rather than fiat currencies as, as occurred today? Yes, we can. But again, that doesn't mean that it'll, it'll occur unopposed. The um, uh, Indian government, and in, India, of course, is a very important country in the world today. The Indian government has now uh, begun to process a law to outlaw digital currency. As long as only national currencies 
will be illegal in the state of India if this law passes. And generally speaking, when, when Narendra Modi decides to pass a law, the law passes. Um, so uh, uh, if India outlaws it, outlaws private currencies, such things as Bitcoin as a private currency, well, then clearly other countries will follow suit. Um, the amount of investment by citizens of India in Bitcoin is phenomenal. We're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, something on the order of several trillion dollars. So this is a very, very important law being discussed right now. Again, we don't know that it's going to be passed. It hasn't been passed yet. I believe that it will be passed or some version of this. So we don't necessarily, we can't necessarily conclude that that's where things are going. There are tendencies towards that clearly. I mean, certainly something nothing you said is incorrect, but it's not clear. It's not cut and dried here. Okay. So in the last two and a half minutes, what would you like to leave us with? Okay, uh, let's uh, 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 briefly go over some of the things that ha that are happening in the in the economic environment now. Um, uh, uh, inflation is uh, growing; it's growing at an ever increasing rate right now. Not just in the United States, but led by the United States. Um, in parallel to this, to the inflation, which is occurring also, for instance, in China, it's occurring all over the world. Um, uh, uh, Chinese investments, Chinese investment uh, organize, organ, organs, uh, mar the major Chinese companies, more and more are, are imploding. And we're seeing a tremendous um, uh, 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 disruption in the Chinese economies today. Um, uh, uh, China declared a, a, a trade war against Australia about two years ago at the more or less the beginning of the pandemic because the Australians were um, uh, uh, brave enough to say, where did this virus come from? And the Chinese didn't like that, so they just decided to declare a trade war. And so far, the Australians are winning hands down. And an interesting aside about that, one of the ways that they're winning is that Australian government right now is talking about some sort of confiscation of Xi Jinping's personal money because he has a lot of close relatives living in Australia. Very funny, funny, funny guy, Xi Jinping. Um, the economics in the in the uh, eurozone are uh, increasingly going from bad to worse. Um, South America and and uh, Africa are increasingly irrelevant to the world economics. Sadly, um, basically there are almost no positive things going on in economics in the world today. Almost everything that we look at is sad or sadder we have do we still have time one minute a little bit less <laughs> okay um it, it's very important for people to be aware of these things in terms of economics because most people have investments of, of various kinds here and there we've said it before we should say it again i'll repeat myself Get whatever you can out of the hands of the banks. The banks are your worst enemy today. When they're up, when they're in 1929, the banks were your worst enemy, and in 2021, 2022, the banks are your worst enemy. Banks will begin to collapse over the next few months. 
banks, beginning with some minor banks and ending with some very major banks. Okay, and I have to make a reminder here that you are responsible for your own financial affairs. You hear information here or opinions here, whichever they are, and you can weigh it yourself and decide what you want to do. Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, we haven't ended here. The music's coming on now. Uh, I want to thank you. We can maybe continue the subject next week, God willing. I want to wish everybody a Chag Sameach Hanukkah. It's the last night of lighting candles tonight. And to you as well, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, happy Hanukkah. And uh, again, you can write me, listeners, to get my uh, link for the Zoom room to be a live audience member. Tomorrowdayswomenstalkradio.com. Thanks for being with us. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.